they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they, anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in and spending this time with us today. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer. Today's episode is going to be a very interesting one. Appropriate timing, too, with legalization just around the corner here in Canada. We wanted to sneak this episode in before the country is swarmed with the madness of legislation and legalization and politics and all of that. So in true YGT mama form, we wanted to discuss the topic of cannabis, but pertaining to parenting, specifically motherhood. We see so much romancing around alcohol use and motherhood, the whole mommy juice and wine o'clock phenomenon. But when it comes to cannabis, there are still some pretty heavy stigmas and judgments associated. Today, we're hoping to hopefully debunk some of the myths and destigmatize the issues around marijuana. I couldn't think of better guests to do that with. Please help me welcome Devin Scoble and Irie Selkirk. Hi, guys. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So Devin is a mom, an editor, and cannabis enthusiast, a former food and lifestyle writer. She moved into cannabis after a series of health issues forced her to give up eating gluten. Devin is currently the content director at Hempster, a cannabis education site with health and wellness focus, and at Natural Care, a cannabis prescription service for seniors. When she's not talking about how much she loves weed, she's probably adventuring with her six-year-old son, her partner, and their dog. Hey, Devin. (laughs) Sabrina, thanks for having me. So exciting. Thank you for being here. And then we have Irie, who's a mom of two, an 11-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son, also a 17-year-old stepdaughter. She's the co-founder of The Green Tent and a freelance cannabis consultant, but we're going to learn more about that later on. Thanks for being here, ladies. Thanks very much. So I want to dive right in and talk about this. You know, it's a bit of a controversial topic, but I, I love that it's finally going to be legalized so we can talk more openly about it. But the funny thing is there's still so many, you know, awkward stigmas around it. So I want to talk a little bit about how we can, you know, steer people away from that, how like weed is for stoners and, you know, people still picture like eating cheesies in a college dorm room. Uh, That's crazy to me. So we'll get right into it. And you guys are professionals in this topic. So I want to know first, and, you know, we'll start with Devin and then we'll go to Irie. Um, How did you get into cannabis advocacy? Um, You know, what was the influence for you? What's your weed story? Yeah. Um, I don't really think of myself as an advocate, um, more as a, an agent of cultural change. To me, advocacy implies some kind of a risk. And I really respect all the people who, who did risk their, their lives, you know, or their safety and security to push legalization forward. I, I don't really count myself as one of those. I haven't had to put as much at, at risk. Um, but I do like to talk about cannabis a lot. And I got into it professionally after a series of health issues. I was working as a food writer and uh, these health issues were causing a lot of dietary intolerances, which, you know, made food writing really awkward. I couldn't report on dishes. Uh, it made events hard. And at the same time, I was being offered some pretty gnarly drugs for some of the things I was dealing with. Um, So one night I was kind of dealing with this all. I was in pain. I wasn't sure what to do with my career. I really felt I was at a crossroads and, uh, and I smoked a joint and I, it occurred to me that the pain was a lot more bearable. Um, It's funny because I'd always really liked cannabis, but I hadn't really taken it seriously as medicine until that point, probably because I like it. Um, I just thought it was for fun. So at that point, I thought, well, I better look into getting a prescription. And I did. I got my prescription, but I still couldn't find the kind of information that I was really looking for. 
you know, once I had the prescription, how do I use this? How is it going to interact um, with other things I might be taking? How can I use cannabis and not get high? Because up until that point, I'd only ever used it for fun. Um, so that to me was one of those really wonderful, you know, one door closes and, and a huge window opens moment because I realized that all the skills I'd been using as a food writer were transferable to cannabis and that this was information I really needed. And if I needed it, other people would need it too. Amazing. How about you, Irie? Um, well, I have some similarities there and um, it's, I've been in cannabis for quite a while. Um, similarly, have always enjoyed cannabis. I grew up in a very, uh, let's say, stigma-free environment. I actually spent the first few years of my life in Jamaica. So, um, you know, cannabis was, uh, was, was fairly judgment-free. Didn't really look at it as a medicine until um, my daughter's father was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So we started looking at cannabis more as a medicine and how it could improve quality of life. And that led me to doing some advocacy work. So, um, you know, that means speaking to patients, um, finding access for them, representing them with their healthcare professionals. Um, and then in turn, it sort of, you know, I ended up educating uh, healthcare professionals. And, you know, once I found uh, how beneficial it could be to me and uh, some uh, some close friends as well who were also dealing with chronic ailments. It just made sense for me to become more educated and, and then ended up sort of spreading that knowledge or, uh, amongst those around me. Um, so that's sort of how I, I got started in, uh, in cannabis and then had uh, looked at the opportunity. Um, you know, what was happening down in the States with so many women-led businesses. Um, so I, uh, I started up um, an enterprise there with, uh, with some of my women, uh, some of my friends from my women's circle. And uh, yeah, every conversation that we had revolved around education. So uh, currently, uh, currently what I do is, is educate stakeholders and policy makers, um, as well as doctors and healthcare professionals um, and patients and consumers. Um, and I recently launched something called The Green Tent. Uh, which is a destination for women uh, in the cannabis space or uh, in cannabis exploration. We facilitate workshops. Um, I think Devin has been to some of our, where we pop up and we set up tent. Or right. tent. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, uh, we've just launched a dinner series um, and we'll be doing some retreats in the spring and launching our retreats as well. So, uh, you know, we would like to guide the conversation as to uh, how women look at cannabis, make sure that everything is education-based and help women craft their relationship to cannabis as, uh, as legalization rolls out. Mm, so good. And that's exactly what I want to achieve with this podcast too. It, you know, it, I don't have a huge background in it. I am not actually actively involved, but I have so many questions and I, I really, I see the whole, you know, I am the wine mommy. I have been there, you know, I, I definitely enjoy a glass of wine at the end of the day. And, you know, I often, I wake up with a hangover and I feel awful and, you know, I'm certainly not judging the wine moms out there, but, you know, I think, I think there's another way. And, you know, I want to talk about all of it, like what, what we can do to educate. That's a perfect word because, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why there's such a negative stigma attached in so many spaces within motherhood. Um, you know, so that brings me to the next question, you know, when it comes to your kids, how can we talk appropriately about cannabis use? I'll jump in there. Um, you know, speaking to, you know, I can speak about my own experience talking to my kids, um, you know, having worked with several different families as well. Um, I've always had the conversation uh, around medical. So uh, medical cannabis has, um, you know, can treat quality of life. Uh, daily, you know, stresses and ailments, but it can also um, treat very chronic and acute illnesses. So um, often coming from a place of explaining that cannabis can be used as medicine. Um, and, you know, I think I mentioned earlier that um, at one point, uh, my daughter asked me about my cannabis use. And, you know, she's 11. And she's, you know, at school, and this is a hot topic. And of course, she's always seen cannabis as a medicine because, um, you know, it helps her father. And she sees people coming in and out of our house, and they need help and they and we provide it to them. So, you know, she came to me one day and she said, um, 
you know, you know, you're not sick. So you know, why do you use cannabis? Kind of, and I went, Oh my God, <laughs> now I have to answer this question <laughs> um, because I'm not sick. And I, and I am a regular cannabis user. Like I don't present as someone who has um, illnesses, but I do use it for pain relief um, for menstrual and, uh, and PCOS. So, um, you know, I had to take a minute and I kind of gathered myself. And so I did what I always do. I got up and I went to the kitchen and I started to make myself a cup of tea and then it dawned on me um, that that's exactly what cannabis was. Cannabis is my cup of tea. Um, I come from a very Scottish family. Yeah. And if anything is wrong, a cup of tea will cure what ails you. You know, is it a rainy day? Um, have a cuppa. You know, did someone break into your car? Have a cuppa. You know, bad drive? Cuppa. Headache? Cuppa. Like anything <laughs> is solved. So, you know, it's a check-in for me. It's um, sometimes it's a startup. Sometimes it's an end of the day, you know, and because of the different varieties that are available to us now, being able to curate that experience with, um, with different varieties or strains allows me to check in in different ways. So I walked right back in with my cup of tea and I said, you know, it's mom's cup of tea. And, and we, we, we talked about it very openly. So, you know, we have so many resources available too. So in answer to the direct question of how do we talk to our kids um, about cannabis incredibly openly, this is a very safe uh, substance that women have been using to heal themselves and their families for over a millennia. And we're coming out of a hundred years of misinformation and prohibition. So that's where a lot of the judgment and fear comes from. So there's a lot of resources available to you. And I'm sure some of them will come out today, but that's kind of where I start my conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty similar. I think um, the the medical part is the easiest part to, to discuss. Um, it's just like any other medicine. And then when it comes to my recreational use with my son, um, I, I like to get the safety stuff out of the way. So I think I would approach it similarly to the sex ed conversation. You know, with that, we start with your body as your own and uh, some rules around boundaries with cannabis. It's this cannabis is my own <laughs> and you don't get to touch it. Um, <laughs> this is what it is. This is where I keep it. If for any reason you ever see this box is actually unlocked, you come tell me what's in there will make you sick. It will make, uh, it will make dogs sick, you know, be careful around it. Then once we kind of establish that from there, I, I just take his questions as they come, uh, and try to answer them really matter of factly. It's, it's, uh, just a normal to him. I think now it's just a really normal and boring part of adult life so <laughs> I'm actually disappointed he doesn't ask me more because I'm itching <laughs> to educate him <laughs> and share um, all I know about it but he's really just like oh that's something mommy does whatever <laughs> well, kids, kids just take it at face value right like they see you know we're raising this next you know kind of cannabis normalized generation and, you know, one of the families that, you know, um, works with a brief, quick story here, because it's just such an eye opener on how kids look at um, substances in general. Um, younger child has a chronic illness, uh, uses cannabis. It's miraculously healing for the child. Um, his mother was speaking about her experience with it. So her older child goes to school and they're doing that D.A.R.E. program, you know, the, um, the, the drug safety thing. Right. Yeah. So they've got all of the, um, and they had uh, examples of them, like faux joints, you know, and like faux, like kind of just like it, it was in the States. So, um, you know, this, they start talking about it and, you know, drugs are so bad and they make you sick and they make you um, unhealthy and they make you fight with your family. And they're listing off all these terrible things that drugs do, which is, you know, accurate um, in so many ways. And then so fear-based in these conversations, but this, you know, this, and they said, you know, has anyone, does anyone have anyone seen this? And this kid puts up his hand. And of course, at this point, you go like, oh, God, what's he going to say? Um, but just kind of one of those straight out of the mouth of babe moments. Uh, he said, you know, I, I've seen those drugs. And my little brother used to have to take them all before he found cannabis. And he, they used to make him sick. Wow. And so he's looking at just pharmaceutical drugs a, they made him sick. They did the following things. They made his family fight. It was, you know, all these things and cannabis. He just looked black and white. Wow. Wow. That's really powerful stuff. It's so crazy to think of that. You know, I, 
I, I have a funny quick story too. And it's, you know, not to compare alcohol and cannabis again, but it's just so interesting to me. You know, we had a, a family up to our cottage and I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old son. So they're, they're young. And so we're not really having conversations about that kind of thing yet, but um, you know, he came over, my four-year-old came over and took a, a big swig of daddy's beer and everyone thought it was just hilarious. And I don't, you know, I, the conversation that we have around alcohol is just so different. You know, it's, it was funny and it was cute. And, you know, I can only imagine what would have happened if, you know, the four-year-old came over and took a puff of a joint or, you know, it's just such a, an interesting dynamic. And I really, I really want to learn more from you too about, you know, what we can do to sort of like, what are the misconceptions around cannabis that you hear? You know, what are they? Why are people so scared? Oh gosh, where does that <laughs> Right. I know it's a loaded <laughs> question. Don't, don't feel like you have to answer it all. We can also add, you know, resources on the show notes. If you guys have, um, you know, blogs or more information that you've personally written and articles, we'll add all of that on there as well. So I know we don't have a ton of time to get too deep into it, but I'm just so interested to know, like, where, where does this fear come from? Is it, you know, a historical thing, you know, Devin specifically, you were saying you grew up in a, a cannabis consuming household, you know, the talks then I'm sure were very different than they are now. Right. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. My education was all fear-based. Um, it was, uh, you know, this is my dad would say, this is something I do. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a healing plant. But if you ever tell anyone I'll go to jail and it will destroy our family, um, police will come to your school. They'll tell you it's bad. It's not bad, but never tell. It was, (laughs) it was pretty heavy, um, pretty heavy story. So, and it was, you know, very shaped by prohibition. And I think it's important to note that not only was our narrative shaped by prohibition, which is really inherently racist and problematic, uh, has a racist and problematic history of its own, but our cannabis itself has been shaped by prohibition. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, oh, I, I really, you know, I smoked a joint in high school. I didn't like how it felt. I uh, really felt out of control, whatever. They didn't like the experience without understanding that most of the cannabis we had access to illegally over the past while um, has been bred to be very high in THC so that, you know, it can be smuggled more easily. It's more potent. And it was also shaped, I think, by a fairly male-driven culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be wrong there, but most of the dealers and growers I knew growing up were were men, um, you know, able to take on perhaps more risk in a in a criminalized activity. Um, and so I, it became a really recreational product aimed at getting people as high as possible with the smallest buds possible. Now that we're moving into legalization in the medical zone, we see a huge interest in lower dose strains and CBD strains in all these other feelings that can come from cannabis beyond um, just getting really, really stoned Um, which can be very useful for for pain relief. Uh, There are medical applications to THC for sure, but I I think it's important that people understand there's a lot more than what they may have experienced in high school. Right. There's an incredible application for cannabis for that hangover that you mentioned earlier too. (laughs) I don't know how anyone survives a hangover or a period without cannabis. I'm really... (laughs) Really looking forward to more female-driven products that are available. Um, I think a lot more women are starting to self-report their use as well because it is becoming more normalized. Um, you know, there is a gen- there is a huge misconception that um, you know cannabis you can be a lazy stoner, and you know everyone knows you know one or two people in their life that you know cannabis has been you know, completely detrimental to, and they're just, you know, unmotivated, um, you know, but, uh, you know, as humans, we, we do that with stuff, right? You know, I know people, it's like Netflix has ruined their life, you know, <laughs> you know, don't ask me if I'm still watching, I am, you know, and so I think, you know, as we sort of reframe this, um, 
you know, especially as sort of the caregivers, you know, the can the illegal industry definitely um, was a little bit more male dominated as far as being able to take risks. But I feel that now that women are um, facing less judgment for it and more information is coming out, you're finding that pretty much the numbers are equal. And, you know, for as many times, excuse me, as you'll, you know, get your sort of rosé all day t-shirts and, you know, there are (laughs) groups of moms who are kind of galvanizing around this because, you know, you can have, um, you know, safer substances in your life that are not going to have a toxic effect. You can actually sleep past that 4 a.m. mark where you wake up and you're like, oh my God, why did I drink three glasses of wine? I can't get back to sleep and it's terrible. That's the moment where you're like, oh, thank goodness for my vaporizer. And you have a little vaporizer or, you know, taking a little bit of edible the night before or just foregoing that glass of wine because it gives us another option in, you know, how we unwind. And that's a perfect segue into the next question I want to ask you guys, because for rookie cannabis mamas out there like myself, you know, maybe, you know, we've tried it or dabbled a little bit, but what do you suggest as a good starting point? Like where, where do we go? Where do we buy it? You know, what is the best thing to smoke, vape, eat? It's just such a crazy world and it's all about to be legal. So, you know, obviously this could be a very big, a wide ended question too. So don't feel like you have to label them all off. We can also add links and things in the show notes too, but you know, what, what's your go-to? What would you recommend? Well, I'm pretty biased, but I like hamster.co quite a bit, (laughs) the site where I work. Um, We have a lot of education around around health and wellness applications. Um, But whether you go to a website or a trusted friend, I think the important thing is to first figure out what it is you're looking for. Um, Are you looking to relax? Are you looking to relieve anxiety? Would you like to feel more social or more creative? Because there are different properties and different strains that can encourage uh, different attributes. And then beyond that, the kind of industry standard is to start low and go slow. Um, We all have very different physiology in terms of how we respond to cannabis. And it's unlike alcohol where you can kind of predict based on your weight and your height and your gender and how much you've consumed. Cannabis is a whole different ballgame and it's different depending on whether you smoke or you vaporize or you eat it. Um, So you just want to start out with the minimum amount, somewhere where you're feeling comfortable and relaxed, and then, you know, wait, see how it goes, and wait until the next session before you try again. And really keep track of your feelings, how you experience how you experience different strains. There's a a really good app called Strain Print where you can follow your experiences with different strains and you'll get self-generated data about what you like and what you don't. Um, So that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. That sounds super interesting. Yeah, because I I mean, that's, for me, I've I've read a bunch of articles that say, you know, a, a lot of medical marijuana use is for anxiety, for panic attacks, for stress. And I mean, these are things that we experience in motherhood, I think anyway, <laughs> whether you've experienced them before or not, right? You're, you're at a different level of anxiety and stress and, you know, thinking about all of the things that you have to do and the, you know, running to this program and that program and doing this and that. And I, I don't know, by the end of the day, I'm done. And I know I'm not alone in that. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I just love to know, you know, in particular, I think it was Irie that mentioned, you know, cannabis is a great tool for being present with your children. Can you dive into that a little bit more? And then I'd love to hear sort of your recommendations as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I think, you know, one of our, like our conversation initially started with one of my Facebook groups. So um, we actually have a group for, um, you know, just parents, any, any parent that wants to come in and talk in a safe place about their cannabis use, Um, so, you know, we have talked and I've actually sort of put that question out to, you know, the group and said, you know, how is this okay? Why is it okay? What, what works for you in your cannabis use as a parent very specifically? 
And, you know, once we lose the stigma that surrounds cannabis so much um, and start using different language, um, I think that, you know, cannabis enhances experiences. It enhances our senses. Um, you know, we know all the side effects from it, you know, euphoria and, you know, it can, uh, you know, increase your, your patience and your tolerance. <laughs> um, you know, I can listen to Peppa Pig coming from one room and like Shakira in another and just be okay with that. Without your brain exploding. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know, um, one quote that's really stuck with me was, um, cannabis keeps patience and kindness in my heart. Mm. And I thought that really resonated with me because it, you know, we have so many stresses. We are so busy. So, you know, how can it help you be present? It quiets that noise, that outside noise for you. And it's about finding the, the strain, the variety that works for you. So, you know, like um, Devin mentioned, the fact that we have had sort of a limited access, you know, kind of what, if you liked cannabis, what you got was what you got or what was available to you. So, being able to explore different balanced uh, THC and CBD strains. So looking for a one-to-one ratio or a two-to-one ratio of CBD to THC. So you're going to have a little bit of both of those effects. Um, you know, the euphoria, the, uh, the melting away of stress, uh, the feedback that I consistently get from parents is I felt rested. I felt like I was able to be present with my children because I wasn't worried about other uh, you know, all of my daily stresses. Um, and I always remind people that, you know, something that we think of when we look at alcohol or different substances, because we do tend to relate, you know, is, you know, we look at this as kind of losing control, you know, like you have a couple drinks and, you know, you're a little bit out of control, you know, maybe the kids stay up an extra hour and it's okay. Cause you know, we're all having a glass of wine around the table and, you know, so we kind of look at those recreational experiences as something where you kind of, you know, you lose control or sort of, you know, drop out. And I always say that, you know, cannabis is, is where you drop in, mm. you know, you're enhancing okay. your experiences, you're becoming more aware. Um, and so once you find the, the variety that works for you, you know, you can, you can use that to your benefit. You know, I don't really love Candyland, but man, it's okay sometimes with the way <laughs> you know so and like math is incredibly difficult for me especially grade five math so like being able to think abstractly <laughs> um so it really it gives you know it gives you a different perspective um where you know you can kind of I, I guess maybe let's say get on their level a little bit more where everything's just slowed down a bit well that sounds dreamy I'm converted <laughs> I'm ready um no I think that's so great so Devin, I want to ask you, because you had mentioned something about um, safety tips around consuming cannabis in the household with kids. So what are, what are just a couple of things, you know, obviously keeping it away, you were talking about the box, but as far as engaging with your kids, there's really no, nothing to worry about, right? As far as engaging? No, no, I'm not concerned about engaging with my son if I'm if I'm high, in fact, I've had um, some of the most lovely moments with him yeah. when I was. Um, I'll typically wait for him to go to bed um, before I consume recreationally, although not always. Um, but usually that's just kind of the routine in our household. On a Friday night, he'll be in bed, but there have been times when he's woken up and wanted a snuggle or needed me. And I've just felt really this lovely connection. I mean, I always love him and I always feel connected to him, but that has been enhanced in those moments. Uh, And it's, it's just really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, And then Irie, I want to ask you, the last question I wanted to ask you is how Canadian mothers will play an integral role in cannabis normalization. It's a big question too. (laughs) It's a big question. Um, Well, you know, the world is kind of looking at Canada, um, definitely on sort of a global stage, one of the, you know, the first G7 country to legalize federally. And, you know, as, you know, we, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, you know, we're raising this, the next generation of cannabis normalized kids, you know, and at the same time, we're also taking care of our aging parents. So we're looking for safer alternatives. And I think that with the right 
um, education and fact-based conversations, women are going to help cannabis become more normalized globally as well. And so we're one of the first, we're setting the standard. Um, you know, we do have great resources available to us. Um, you know, I love Hempster. Um, I also suggest definitely checking out Vanderpop. Um, they've done some amazing surveys and some data collection on women's use and have some very specific, um, and coming out of the States. So being able to speak about it in terms of recreational, um, and you know, the herb life, there's, there's several different, um, you know, resources that are available that are going to give us the information we need to be able to, to be armed with answers when our families and, you know, our loved ones come to us, you know, about our use or our curiosity. And, you know, I, I truly do believe that cannabis is going to uh, mitigate the harm that is in our, our society in so many different ways from pharmaceutical abuse. Um, you know, statistically, it is proven that crime rates go down, DUIs go down. There's more money for uh, through taxation that can be utilized for harm reduction. Uh, just generally, overall, mitigate damage because we have such a toxic uh, substance dependent society right now. So ultimately, this is a really safe plant, um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that as the world looks at cannabis legalization, uh, they're going to be looking at who started that conversation first. So we have to make sure that our mamas know know what's up. <laughs> Wow. That's amazing. Um, so usually at the end of the show, I'm going to first ask if you guys want to say anything else, anything else about the topic. And then I ask a couple of questions just for fun to get to know you a little bit better. And usually it sort of divulges amazing nuggets of information for the moms just by getting to know silly things like your morning routine. But if there's anything else you wanted to add on this topic before we dive into that, I would, open in the floor for whoever wants to to say anything else i'd love to speak to the safety tips yeah. again i think uh, i got a little dreamy with my last answer mm-hmm. just thinking about snuggling with my son and some of the lovely moments we've had but in terms of um, safety tips around consuming cannabis in a household with kids i think it's really important to be mindful particularly if you're new to cannabis or coming back to it after a while. So one thing I would recommend is to test it out when your kids aren't around, um, just to gauge your own comfort level when you don't feel like you have any responsibilities. So that's really important. And then particularly if you're consuming edibles to make sure that those are labeled very clearly. And if your child is too young to read or understand that they are locked away from them, or if they're old enough that they might get into them on purpose, yeah. then also locked away from them. Because uh, that's that's where you really want to avoid accidental ingestion. Yes, that makes sense. I, I agree too. I echo Devin. And, you know, there are um, actually a lot of accessories that are available um, in order to that you can store it safely and uh, send proof. Um, you know, Stash Logics has a really nice um, combination lock bag, as well as um, I think Vanderpop has one as well. So there are alternatives to just kind of you know tucking this up and hiding it um, above the fridge or in the back of the medicine cabinet or wherever it is. Um, and, and we can go online and, uh, and and find something that works for you. Because the nice thing is we're getting all these beautiful women focused accessories as the conversation uh, evolves, which is great. Um, There's some really nice stuff. You know, I'll I'll just briefly say that I I really, you know, I'm very excited. We're, you know, we're so close to legalization here. This has been something that I think is going to be a benefit to our society on so many different ways. And really it's about doing it in a safe, responsible way, making sure that you have the information. So, you know, I just urge um, mothers and, and women to look at how um, cannabis can improve their lives from, you know, reducing uh, pharmaceutical use, um, stress, um, sex, sleep. You know, there are so many applications that, you know, even just sort of exploring cannabis can bring you back to a place of self-awareness where, you know, anytime we try something new, it's always interesting. You know, your partner tries something new and it's, you know, exciting. So this gives us an opportunity to sort of re-examine a system that we've taken for granted 
And now we're finding out the truth and science is proving that, you know, this is very safe for us. So, you know, looking at finding what's right for you, always echoing, start low, go slow. And there are tips and tricks that are available to you. So you can find out what to do if you feel like you've overconsumed. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of community out there. So I also invite women to, uh, to reach out for more information through, you know, Vanderpop, Tokyo Smoke has uh, different um, education nights as well. So get involved if you want to, because um, you know, there's a, a beautiful women, uh, group and community of women that are kind of rising up in this as well. Um, and, you know, sort of speaking to uh, similar, uh, look, looking at better alternatives. I, I love what you just said, Irene, and I would add to that. And you really touched on this, that, you know, there's some amazing social and medical benefits. And a lot of the time we get so passionate about these very serious reasons um, why legalization is so good. But I think it's also important to remember that cannabis can be really fun and to take it playfully. It, it really is a lovely plant um, with a lot of applications. And one of those great applications is just how playful and joyful it can be as an experience. Mm. Absolutely. I love that you guys have definitely opened some some eyes for me. So I'm sure that you have for our listeners as well, because, you know, I, I was still living in a little bit of that fear based place where, you know, my memories, I have very vivid memories of when I was younger, you know, be feeling very high or very stoned and very scared and, you know, anxious. And like, I, I couldn't have a conversation and I didn't feel social. And those are the, the memories that came back to me. And, you know, I, I have dabbled a little bit with some of the new technology and it's definitely miles different, but, you know, part of me keeps going back to that place of before. And I think, I mean, you ladies are amazing and you've definitely opened my eyes to some, some very powerful things today. And I, I love looking at cannabis as, you know, medicine and how it is a safe plant and just everything that you've said is so informative. Thank you so much. Well, so you. as I said, as I said, I like to sort of like ask a couple of fun questions just to, you know, it's funny how nuggets of information come out of these hilarious conversations. So, um, you know, you don't need to go too in depth with it, but have some fun with it. And, uh, yeah, I just like to ask a couple of questions and, you know, we can start with Devin and then we can go to Irie just to keep it in order. And Yeah. We'll see where this goes. So I like to ask first what your morning routine is. <laughs> and I know this is so different. Uh, it, it can, yeah, it can change every day, but the the one real constant is coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you ever find um, do you ever find that coffee and cannabis, does it ever sort of interact with one another or is there an, ever an issue with that? Um, no, not really. I did. It did take me a while to find the right CBD strain for, for daily use. I take a CBD oil every day for, um, joint pain and inflammation. And some of the strains I was taking were really high in the terpene, the essential oil mercine, which is a terpene that makes me a little sleepy. So I guess the coffee helped with that, but the better thing was that I recently switched oils and found one that's more energy energizing. It works in a complimentary way with my coffee. Nice. How about you, Irie? Is there a morning morning schedule you abide by? Um, well, we've got three kids getting ready for school. <laughs> so um, no, <laughs> it's in the chaos. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to echo Devin in that, but I'm actually, I'm of course tea and I knew that's going to be no surprise after my earlier story. So <laughs> it's a cup of tea. It's got to be a cup of first thing in the morning and, um, now and then see, <laughs> then usually make a list and see if I can get to it at all. <laughs> it's so funny. This world of motherhood, isn't it? It's very different than it was before. My, my answer to my morning schedule now is very miles different from what it once was, but that's the joyful part of it too. Uh, okay. Second question. If money scheduling or time were not an issue, what is one thing at the very top of your bucket list that you would do? 
This can be travel. It can be, you know, a thing. It can anything, anything at all. I really want to go on at least a year long trip with my family around the world. Mm -hmm. I think that would be great. I love that too. Yeah. Travel. How about you? So with, with no, no restrictions whatsoever on this one, Zero. I'd probably, um, I'd look at clean water for people in Canada and I, I would, I just basically try to fund as much, uh, community, uh, sustainability projects as possible. Um, that's basically, I do a lot. I travel a lot. I'm very lucky to spend a lot of time down in Jamaica. So I got to say, I, I would probably go down there and then just do everything I could in the world to try to, uh, to funnels, um, for some positive change. We need it. Irie, you have such a good heart. It's amazing. Like, I want to go on a big trip. <laughs> You're like, I want to save the world. <laughs> I know, but I go, like, that's why I, I prefaced it. Like if I didn't ever travel, like, but you know, I, I travel for work. So, um, that's yeah. But no, also, take it. You're a good person. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll take Save it. the world uh, on a big trip. Mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Um, my third question. So a parenting hack that you can't live without probably cannabis, right? <laughs> no, this can be a, pro it can be a product. It can be a rule. It can be an item, anything at all. This is where we get some really good nuggets for our, our mamas out there. Um, I do this little trick with my son and I started it when he was a baby that the better he communicates, the faster I respond. So when he was really little, if he would, you know, make a sound and a gesture at an item, then I would try to consciously give it to him faster than if he only gestured or only made the sound. And, you know, as he got older, that has obviously developed. He can't just grunt and point now. Um, but if he talks about his feelings or expresses himself deeply, then I try to be as responsive as I can to his needs and uh, let him know that more communication means better outcomes. Hmm, I like that. That's great. Um, that is a really good one, Devin. I wish I had started that earlier. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness yeah parenting hack i'll you know i'll fall back i'll fall back on cannabis it's definitely a, it's a hack for me um yeah i was told the other day that uh you know that one of my my go-to lines is um is shine it on um and you know i tell my kids that they're they're stars and uh children of the universe all the time and so uh, someone pointed out to me that uh, anytime that anything's rough, I'm just like, shine it on. Come on, shine it on. Just fuck up. So <laughs> I don't know what, what that says about me, but you know. <laughs> oh, I think that's fabulous. Um, okay, so last fun question. Um, what is one self-care ritual that you practice that you would highly recommend other mamas try? Again, this could be cannabis too. <laughs> Yeah, I would say um, cannabis vaginal suppositories oh, are really unsung heroes. I can't wait for uh, mass society women at large to discover them because they're just so lovely for menstrual pain and so relaxing. Um, you don't really get a cerebral high, but it's a full body relaxation. Oh tell it. me tell me more about you guys are gonna love <laughs> it you're gonna love it definitely going to uh, be adding that to the show notes if that's is this something that's <laughs> readily available now right now you uh you have to make your own currently or um I'm, I'm told this isn't strictly hygienic, so I want to preface this with I'm not a doctor, um, but I'll often just soak a tampon in cannabis oil. Okay. Stick it in there. Works. Amazing. That's great. We'll, uh, we'll put your recipe in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are there are places. Uh, Charlene Freedom is a local um, holistic practitioner, and she has a lot of great workshops on how to make cannabis suppositories that are actually safe. So Amazing! I'd say go to go to her recipes. Not mine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We'll do. How about you, Irie? Is there some uh, self care ritual that you can share with our mamas to 
help them out? Yeah. Something that I have uh, actually found helpful and to myself is uh, listening to guided meditations um, and positive affirmations. There are so many available online and I have a very difficult time quieting my brain. Cannabis absolutely helps, but um, I go a mile a minute. So having something while I'm getting ready in the morning, actually, I guess that is part of my morning ritual as well, is um, putting on 10 minutes. It gives me a 10-minute window. I know how long it is. And it just sort of sets a tone for the day. And I find that I'm always in a bit of a better mood when I do that. So if I were to give a piece of advice on self-care, that's one that works. And do you have one, like your go-to guided meditations? Do you have an app that you use or is there something, a YouTube channel? Um, Yeah, on the YouTube channel, I I switch it up. I I tend to go for women's voices. um, And I can't remember the woman's name, but she's, you know, I grew up listening to Louise Mm -hmm. Hayes, um, you know, positive affirmations and meditations. So I will always suggest Louise Hayes. She's a great place to go. Um, But there are shorter um, videos available. And, you know, I found one that I just really loved her message um, and and it spoke to me. And so, um, you know, search around and see. Louise Hayes is a good place to start for sure. It's great. No, I've been trying to get into meditation too. and, And yeah, I like the guided ones for sure. All right, ladies. Well, last question of the night. I just want to ask if there's one more thing about cannabis that you could tell our mamas that we didn't cover off on, you know, how it can help uh, the benefits. I think I re you were briefly mentioning how without the cerebral high, there's other bodily benefits. Um, Can you dive into that a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, I think, you know, Devin covered, you know, sort of, um, you know, I, I do use uh, the suppositories for um, my menstrual cramps, uh, but also for skincare. You see incredible um, and for pain relief topicals are incredibly helpful. Um, again, currently we uh, do have to uh, make them ourselves, uh, but there are, uh, you know, workshops. Charlene, I, I love her workshops as well. Um, I believe there are there's one or two lotions that is available to medical patients, but you still have to mix them yourself. So if you have a lotion that you love and it works great for you, I can guarantee you that if you add some THC or some CBD to it, it will improve the appearance of your skin, reduce inflammation. And my mom is convinced that it has removed all of her sunspots. Really? And, and she's good. It's like, she's like, this is the only thing that has done it my entire life. Um, yeah, so, you know, we're going to see all these great products coming out and a lot of them are going to be geared towards women, which is going to be something that's going to, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see, um, how women can lead the conversation as it pertains to them in their cannabis use, you know, by, you know, having these podcasts and, and then sort of, you know, we need to be loud about what we want and what we need as, as mothers and as women and as caregivers. And I know that we all want safer options and, you know, for something that can actually improve your skin tone as well. Yeah. I had no idea. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow. Just so many benefits that you don't think about. It's very exciting. Yeah. Find me something else as fun that helps you sleep, gets you better sex, cures your pain, makes your skin nicer. (laughs) It's it's a miracle. Really? (laughs) It is a miracle plant. You know, the great thing is we have a lot of research research to draw from right now. But as legislation moves forward, um, more science is approved. And, you know, we get to find out and sort of unlock the mysteries of this plant that, you know, and all of the science has been shut down for 100 years. So when we consider that cannabis sativa used to be in pretty much every elixir that, you know, was uh, was in, you know, every healing uh, medicine woman's cabinet. Um, you know, that's something actually that my daughter has referred to cannabis as and, and our group of women here. And, you know, Devin, mm-hmm. she's, uh, she looks at the Facebook page and sees all of, uh, all of what we're up to. And, uh, she said, you know, it reminds me of, you know, people talking about, you know, healers and community healers and the medicine woman or, um, you know, shamans and, uh, it returns back to communication and taking care of oneself and each other. And I think cannabis is going to give us um, a beautiful opportunity to do that. 
Oh, it's so powerful. I'm actually, I'm super inspired right now. I'm very excited to, to really educate myself and learn so much more. And just with this legalization coming, it's such an important time to do that. So ladies. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to join us at the green tent. We will be um, having all of these conversations around beautiful food and hosting beautiful workshops. Yes. So um, makes it all the more enjoyable. So check us out. We'll be, um, and can I put links to that on, on the show notes as well? Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at camp TGT, but we will be, um, we'll be hosting some stuff in the city and across the country. And we, we'd love to have so you. So exciting. Thank you so much. So Devin, is there anything else that you wanted to add as far as uh, cannabis for the mamas? Yeah, I think it's just important to remember that there are a lot of different beneficial ways to use this plant, whether you're interested in exploring the cerebral or psychoactive effects, or you just want to see if it might help your arthritis and not get you high. Those are all available options. Uh, thank you both so much for being here today and educating our mamas. And I just, I can't wait for what's to come. So thank you again. And we'll put all of the information that you shared today on the show notes for all of our listeners and with links to all of your things. And yeah, we'll just keep going and keep educating the mamas. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Okay. Bye ladies. Okay, ladies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krimpotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this.